Hello, it's Mitch and Paul from Looking Over the Fence. Thank you for listening to this podcast and we hope to move the podcast forward with your opinions. If you have anything that you'd like us to discuss, please email us at looking-over-the-fence at outlook.com or on our Instagram and our Twitter page at LOTFence or LOTFence to help this podcast grow. Thank you for your support. Cheers. Hello, welcome to episode three, Looking Over the Fence. I'm Mitchell. And I'm Paul. Thank you for joining us. Um, Paul. Yes. It looks like Keir Starmer's been listening, mate. Go on. Episode one, we were discussing the energy crisis and nationalising the energy services. And Keir Starmer has pledged that in this first year, if he's voted in, great British energy is going to be a thing. <laughs> National Nationalised energy company. How amazing is that? Well, I think he's been listening. <laughs> yeah. He's obviously been listening to us, I mean, that's the case. I can't believe our number one fans, Keir Starmer. That's brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. It's class. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to the GP this weekend. Yeah, can't wait. Formula One, Singapore Grand Prix. And uh, Lewis Hamilton's gone quickest in uh, P1. It's uh, interesting. Does he have the car? Does he have it? Never. He's going to fuck it up at some point, I'm sure, mate. I mean, he hasn't got the car this season. They always start good in practice, and then when it comes to quality, they just drop off the edge. And, um, yeah, like, and it's the difference for Ferrari. I'm really enjoying Ferrari this season. I, I like, um, because they, they, they do really well in qualifying, and then they drop off the edge in the race. So it's like their statisticians don't even pay attention to the race. I know. It's unbelievable. But, how good is Verstappen at the minute? Mate, goat. My favourite guy. I loved him before he won the World Championship. Loved him when he was in Tour Russ. I've been following him a long time. I think he's absolutely brilliant. No bullshit. Just cracking on doing the racing. Oh, really? <laughs> wait, wait. No bullshit. <laughs> Mate, I, I, I just believe he just don't answer the questions. I just believe he's just like, can we stop with this fucking shit? You know what I mean? He just like doesn't give like... Okay. I mean, I've always, myself, I've always been a Ferrari fan. Okay. Um, to be honest, I love signs. I love Ricardo. I, I, I'd love Ricardo to get offered the seat at Williams, um, just to keep him in Formula 1. Um, He's gone, mate. He's past his age. Do you think? I think it's man- mental, mate, but this is the year where he really has to prove that he's still got it. I hope he does. Yeah, he, has, he hasn't still got it, oh, mate. You're writing him off. Writing him off already. Oh, yeah, I wrote, yeah, mate. I mean, he the biggest mistake he made was moving from Red Bull to Renault. Biggest mistake he ever made. He shouldn't have done that. He should have sucked up. And that was his chance to be a challenge, a real up-and-comer champion like Verstappen. And that would have led some bloody good races between the two of them. But he didn't have the minerals, I don't think. I'm sure the Twitter mob will have something to say about that, mate. I'm sure they will. <laughs> So, um, your predictions for the uh, Singapore GP, mate, tell me. Yeah, I can see. I think it's going to be Verstappen, Hamilton, Leclerc. Uh, is that podium finishes or pole position? Yeah, that, that's genuinely Verstappen. Verstappen one, Hamilton two, Leclerc three. That's my prediction for the rest. Right, okay. I'm. Yeah, I just think Hamilton's going to have something go wrong because he always gets something done wrong um, because they want him to retire. Um, qualifying is going to be Leclerc, Verstappen, Sainz. Um, they're going to be the top three. Uh, and then Mercedes fourth and fifth somewhere, like down there before, with Lando Norris chucked in there somewhere, top six. Yeah, see, for Q, mate, I would go Leclerc, Verstappen, Hamilton. For qualifying, Verstappen, Hamilton, Verstappen, Hamilton. What did you say? What was your Leclerc qualifying in first? Yeah. Verstappen qualifying second. Hamilton third. Mm-hmm. I think something's going to go wrong in a pit for Leclerc, and he's going to finish third, and then Verstappen, Hamilton take over. And that's what I thought. That's that thing's going to happen. Leclerc is going to get screwed over by his team. Um, Verstappen's then going to go into the lead. Um, but actually I'm going to put a little bit of a twist on it because I think that this will prove, this will give you a little bit of thing to think about. You know, so we're going to look. So Verstappen, if he, if he wins in Singapore, he's won the 2022 world championship. Really? Yeah. Mathematically, no one, mathematically, no one else can catch him. Oh, that's mad, isn't it? And yeah, we've still got six odd races to go. He's gonna, yeah. He's gonna break some records here, mate. The most races won in the season, thirteen. 
by, um, I think it was held by Vettel. And now he's going to break that. He's got six races. He wins. To, needs to win three more to become that hold that record. So he's got six more races. He needs to win three of them. And uh, there's there's some other ones where like most consecutive victories is like nine consecutive victories, and he's on five consecutive victories at the moment. But because I think they want to try and keep F1 interesting, mate, they're going to try and find something wrong with the car, mate. I think uh, Verstappen's going to retire with engine failure tomorrow. That's a massive shout. That is a massive shout. Yeah, just remember this is recorded before the uh, before the um, before the before the Singapore Grand Prix. Yeah, if it, if it happens, if that happens, it's Friday night here. Uh, if it happens, thirtieth of September, Friday night. Yeah, if it happens, yeah, mate, that, you, you could be failure, burnt mate. at the stake for witchcraft. <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a Verstappen fan. I don't want it, but I just uh, I know Formula One. But yeah, that's that's what I think. I don't know. It just would be it would just keep us watching, wouldn't it? Then if Leclerc won as well what are you thinking back onto topics back onto topics so yeah so the topic that i want to bring to you mate because that is obviously what's the, the point of the show um my topic for you i would like to see more lenient gun laws in the uk i'm not talking about um i'm not talking quite as much quite as lenient as america I'm not talking like in some states you can go to Tesco and buy a gun sort of thing. Um, I'm talking you should have a right. Guns should be more accessible. Having a gun license should be more accessible. Um, obviously, I don't know what your experience of any gun ownership or any rifle ownership has been in your area. Um, I was recently thinking about applying for my shotgun license um it's actually geared towards finding a way so that you can't have a rifle can't have a shotgun um and air rifles surprisingly uh clusters toys if they're under 12 foot pound whether you agree with that or not yeah what are your thoughts mate if i was to say lenient gun laws i like the way you've said not as lenient as america i like that i do um because God knows. I mean, the reason they can't change it is because it's in their constitution. Like when they wrote it, the right to bear arms was in their constitution. So that's why it can't be changed. Well, it can it can be changed as amendments, isn't there? The amendments to the constitution, fine. That's why it's not our country. But either way, they have two lenient gun laws. And you can see, like, uh, I just put up a video, uh, American, like shootings in America. Just uh, just put it into Google. And 2017, in 2017, there were six school shootings ridiculous mate that's real so right i like the fact that you've said less lenient but not as lenient as america so you've got my you know i'm i I like that but why mate this is the question why Uh, where do i stand on it at the moment i need i need more of your opinion before i give you mine i'm glad you've asked so the reason why um the reason i was going for my shotgun license is because i i'd recently gone on a clear shooting um, sort of like there with some of my partner's friends. Um, I really enjoyed it. I had a great time. And I sort of thought to myself, I can see myself coming out on a weekend and doing this. This is, it's, it, it was, it was really fun. Um, as it is, I do a bit of fishing, I golf. Um, I mean, I used to play football and rugby. And in terms of as a sport, I can wholeheartedly say a lot more people would be involved in clear pigeon shooting if it was more accessible. It's the same with being a member of a gun range. So I don't know if you're aware of the laws that we currently have. If you want to get a gun license for a rifle for the purpose of sporting shooting, you have to have been a member at a club for six months before you can get accepted for a a license. Now, if you don't have a license, you can't own a gun. If you can't own a gun, you have to go to a gun club and rent while you're there. It's ridiculously expensive. You've got to pay for a membership without even being accepted for your license, and you've got to pay to rent a gun and ammunition and everything while you're there and have tutelage and pay for that tutelage in some clubs. So you're saying that if um, you, you want to get a gun license, 
you need to be affiliated with a club. You need to be a member. And a member affiliated, yeah, member for six months. And then you can apply for your license. And then you can apply and you still might be turned down. Right. Okay, due to like criminal records. Because this is, I also, I, I thought this is a bit, no, because down in the, down where I am, there's, a, there's quite there's a, a few gentlemen I know who, who own guns and you have to have gun lockers and gun safes and all that. Uh, they can't be off the ground. They've got to be a high ground. It's like buying planning permission for a new build property. There's a lot of regulations that we can't see, but that's what the regulations are. So maybe, you know, having the shotguns off the ground is, you know, regulation. But what he was getting at is if he got a speeding ticket or was any way affiliated with breaking a crime, he would lose his license. Now, I didn't like that because... I didn't like, yeah, he was really scared, like I say, about getting any kind of like uh, county court judgment or anything like that because he would lose his license. In terms of other reasons to have a gun is what I'd like to touch upon uh, because I think this is a topic is that this is a topic where obviously there's a lot of controversy and that's hunting. Um, now, I want to make it abundantly clear, hunting with dogs is illegal and I completely agree with it. I think hunting with dogs... Is it's unfair sport. It's way out. It's way out of the sport for me. However, deer stalking in its sort of like natural form of boots on the ground, you get up, you're glassing, you're tracking, you're stalking, and then eventually you are shooting one deer, a buck, probably a tro- like a trophy buck, or depending on the season, depending on what you're allowed to hunt in the land, you know, you're shooting a dog. In the UK, it's completely different than America. I would love to see hunting in the UK like America. I would love to see it. Um, you can't own a gun for the purpose of hunting if you are only going to go to, say, Scotland once a year. It's not seen as a viable reason. You can't get your licence for it. Now... Do you have to pay for your license consecutively, or is it just like? I... Yes, if I remember right, you pay for your license. I think five years. I'll have to let me get that up because I know there's definitely a renewal uh, process to it. Um, do you have to pay for your gun license again, then, Mitch? Or yes, you have to pay for a renewal because somebody has to come round again. And I also want to make it clear that the police will come around every year. How much did it, does it give you a figure on how much that costs? I be, when I was going through my shotgun license, I think it was £75. What, £75 for five years? Yeah, £75 for five years. Now, that's not a lot when you consider a shotgun can be five grand. Um, it's also not a lot when you consider that rifle and ammo are going to cost you a lot over the course of a year. Now, hunting is just not accessible in the UK. It's not, which is bizarre considering the numbers of deer we have require a lot of conservation and a lot of monitoring and in a a lot of terms, culling as well. I'm with you, but what we have, um, like I I went to like an agricultural college, so I I kind of did some, uh, did courses with, uh, well, I didn't do the courses, but um, there was countryside management. So I kind of friends with people doing countryside management. Now, what we have at the moment is them areas of natural beauty where these deers or the the, the things that need to be hunted, you say are cold, uh, it's like the people manage that area. So it's not like a, hey, everyone come here and shoot, which is what you're going for. Like, so, I mean, you're doing it for sport, right? You feel that it's a sport. Like, as a sport, you want it to be more accessible for yourself. Um, so giving reasons, like, you need to cull them deers and stuff doesn't really give, like, you know, because we already have them them things in place already with the, the wardens of the parks. Yeah, as jobs, what I'm suggesting is people pay for tags. People pay for tags. So people monitor the, the number of deers on a certain part of land, they will decide how many can be culled, can be shot, and still remain a healthy number that's going to regenerate and grow, or or at least remain the same. Okay, so what what kind of um what kind of checks do you think should be included for getting this license? So, so let's let's just say that hunting's good to go. It's you know it's more accessible, brilliant, and you know let's see. But obviously, what what are the rules and regulations for acquiring the gun? Like you said, that you can't go to Scotland once a year. It doesn't. Seem, so, what are your what would 
in an ideal world, your uh, laws be for requiring a gun. Whereas in America, go to go to Walmart, buy a gun. That's 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 one end, and then there's this end where we are. Where are you? This is my proposal, my little brainchild idea. You apply for your gun license. Yep. You make the police aware that you intend on applying for your gun license. Yep. The police come round. They will say, these are the regulations that you need to meet. Uh, if you can meet those, pay for your gun license. We'll come round. These are the regulations. They come round. So there's so far the police come round. So what are the regulations? No criminal record. Um, Go on. Which is already which is already the case. Naturally. Of course. You can't have a criminal record on a gun. Uh, in some cases, a psychological evaluation, which is already the case. Too much. No. Why? I oh, know. I, I don't really. I'm just asking. Do you think that's? Do you think that's too much? No. So I think this is why I'm saying that you you make the police aware. In my in my little thing, you make the police aware. They come round. They talk to you about the regulations that you need to meet, and they will also do sort of like a, a really informal evaluation. The reason it's informal is so that they can gauge whether or not. If you apply, they need to put you forward for a psyche eval. Yeah, because police have training in recognising these things within people, right? Exactly. Now, when you officially apply and you pay for your official application, um, the police come round, you've already met the regulations because they've told you what to meet. If they put you forward for a psyche eval, then you have to go for a psyche eval. If you pass that, then you're fine. Guns have to be kept in lockers that are lockable. The key has to be safely placed somewhere where it's not accessible to children. The ammunition has to be stored separately and at all times boxed. Um, you have to have, I think the reasons for owning a gun should be able to be changed. So this is where I relax it, Paul, your reasons. Now, in terms of hunting, I think your occasional visit up to Scotland is actually more than enough because you're willing to pay money and put money into an economy to go hunting. But even if it's once every five years, as long as you hunt once within your license period, you're fine. I think if you want a gun for home protection, that is also fine. Again, following the same regulations. Oh. I know that this is where I'd get you. Oh. Uh, okay, I uh, so a gun for home protection. Uh, the, yeah, no, I don't. What? So, so sorry, you're saying home? Like, you're saying sporting? Like so for sport, a gun for using for sport is like a rifle or a shotgun. Now, when you say gun for home protection, what are you thinking, mate? Uh, I mean, exactly. I tell you what, as as bad as it is, it's a tragic story. Um, but in Liverpool, a young girl was shot a few weeks ago, or maybe a month ago. Um, basically, somebody was running from a conflict, obviously a, a gun-armed conflict, and ran inside somebody's house. And, and in the crossfire, the girl was shot. What I'm saying is home protection, You obviously the stuff that, you, that you're made aware of. So if you, if you apply for a gun for home protection, you go on a separate course to recognise, one, what is self-defense and what is home protection and the things that you have to meet criteria that you have to meet before you're able to draw a weapon well i mean i'm not yeah, I'm, right I'm, okay I'm, yeah i'm, not, I'm, not I'm, I'm just manchester and the reason on. being mate is if somebody comes into your house like it's i'm sure as a as a as a man as a human being as as a father you've thought about it what are your plans if somebody were to break into your home? I live in Devon. <laughs> so? Does crime, does crime not happen in Devon? No, mate. But, come on. If somebody, was to, if somebody was to break into your home, if somebody was to break into your home, I'm sure you would have thought about it at one point. What is your first thought? Do you go down... You put your dressing gown on, maybe you go downstairs and you. I sleep. I sleep commando, mate. Oh well, I don't have a dressing gown. You go out, you know, start naked. You go downstairs and you try and intimidate an attacker, potential burglar, potential attacker, from getting out of your house while you start naked. Um, or do you have like a, a sort of? Oh well, I've got this upstairs. I'd grab that. That instantly is using a weapon for home protection. It's the same thing. Just the same as if somebody breaks into your house while you're in the kitchen. 
and they have a weapon, you're going to grab a knife, in my opinion. Yeah, you are. Okay, because they are readily available for you. These things are. Exactly. All I'm saying is, if you have a gun for home protection, there are certain regulations. No, no. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get. It. I get. It. I love everything you said about hunting, and I'm really actually kind of agreeing with you on that one because people like to do it. And if you're a rich, a rich person who can who, who can afford a gun and afford a license, there's like a high chance, and you're not really going to go on a killing spree with a two a double barrel shotgun, are you? You're not going to be able to. You know, you're not. But when you're talking home protection, you're talking handguns, mate. You're talking small handguns. And you, you, you can, okay, so then you have a handgun in your house. And you say that I'd grab a knife. Yes, I would. Or I'd grab a weapon in my house that I could use. Um, but the chance of lethally wounding someone with a bat or with a knife are less than if I shot them seven times. Bang, bang, bang bang no but then again would you say fi- and, and also damage to property i'm firing off my gun in my kitchen mate you know i'm going to be smashing windows it's, it's i'm you know i'm going to be hitting my, my i'm going to wreck my place i would much rather shoot my at your door than potentially lose my life in an altercation when someone's broke into my house but that person's not going to have a gun how do you know because guns are fucking <laughs> controlled. Also, you say that you have you you say that you have this uh like like this home protection thing. So granny, dear old granny, could have oh I, I I've added my uh, assessment. I've uh, I followed the regulations you've put in place, um, and she could but she could have someone in a gang. You know, one of her one of her grandkids could be in trouble one day and take the gun. You just don't know. It just opens up too much cans of worms. If weapons are more easily available, then more people who shouldn't have them will try and get them. Look, so look, but look back. I've got to give you give you a little bit of a little bit of history lesson here, Mitch. Okay, so I mean, have you ever heard of the uh, the uh, done the uh, the the Hungersford massacre? Okay, nineteen eighty seven, mate. Michael Ryan. 16 dead, one armed, one was an unarmed police officer, 15 plus injured, handguns, weapons. The Dunblane Massacre, 1996, school children, 18 dead, including teachers, 15 injured. Thomas Hamilton in 1996 with a Colt Smith & Western, 734 rounds of ammunition, walked into a school and killed 16 children. Mate, you can't find it. The chances of it getting into an unstable person's hand is greatly increased. If Incre- increased, yeah. But I would also say to you, the obviously I don't know how much you would trust it, but the Mirror did a probe in 2016, and they found that four million guns were on the UK streets, with four thousand youngsters having shotgun licenses. I don't know what the class is, youngsters. But no, young, they, they say young, young farm, young farmers, mate. Because I have a, sh- I have a lot of farmer friends around here. They've all got shotguns, mate. Four million guns on UK streets. Whether they're illegal or not, they're still accessible. Yeah, but do you know how much that re- re- relates to? Okay, so in the UK, out of a hundred people, six people would own guns. Okay, yeah, what, in America, yeah, in America, is- in America, do you know what the ratio is? Nine. Well, out of 100 people, 90 people would own guns. That means if you went into a bar and there was yep. 10 people in that bar having yep. a drink, nine of them would have guns on them. Yeah. That's... But, right. So here's the difference, though, because I would not have a single concealed carry law. Nobody would have... A, in a bar, there would not be a single gun legally. Now, my point, the point that you make about... No, wait, so, you're saying that, wait, so you can take won't the... Have a gun, Okay, sorry. Go There's ahead. four million guns on UK streets. One in ten of burglars. Mm-hmm. How many of that one in ten of burglars do you think? Just like even as like a conservative guess, you could say one in ten. One in ten people are burglars. So one in ten yeah. people. One in ten people have guns. But one in yeah. ten people out of burglar. So the chances of that burglar being the person with the gun outweighs the chance of definitely. But if you inc- if you ease it by allowing people to have it, like yeah. to defend your home, then then you you're increasing the chances of that one in ten going down. I mean, you can't well, change your mind. Into it then. Um, there were in England and Wales, twenty 2020, twenty 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 one. Mm-hmm. 
a thousand robberies that included non-air firearms. Non-air firearms, so like a pistol. thousand. A thousand robberies that involved fire it involved firearms. Yeah, and I, yeah, nine hundred ninety-nine of them were in Liverpool. Violence, <laughs> violence against a person. There were two thousand seven hundred, including non-air firearms. Five hundred, including air firearms. Mate, he, he, possession he, of weapons. There were nearly one thousand five hundred, and we're talking just people that were caught last year, or twenty 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 one. This, I think, that shows me that guns are, are so easily accessible to the people that want them bad enough illegally, and there's no way to trace those guns. They could pass through a hundred people's hands. Before anybody even knows it's there. Yeah, right. Uh, Whereas if we're controlling the guns, there's a taxable income to be made from that. Yeah. I, We've got hunting that's more accessible for Mitch, the tags. We don't need to pay people. I get you. I hear, I get you. I feel you 100%. I really do. Um, but, mate, you, you got, like, totally agree. Hunting and sport, mate. Hunting and sport. Defend. The, the moment you say that we have to defend our, ham, fat ha, our home with a gun, it really makes us lose faith in humanity, mate, in, in, inside our humans. You know, there are bad people out there, but the ratios to good people, you know. But it only takes one. It only takes one, mate, but, my, you know. My world is this house, my partner, my dog, my dad, my brother, and, and and my my close friends. That's my world. And me. It all. And it, obviously you. Come, come on, mate, dude. You, and it only you, takes, you, Why the fuck was I not at the top of the list? But it only takes one person with a firearm that's illegal and completely untraceable. And you know, there's there's a potential there for me to have a massive piece of my world missing. Move out, of, move out of Blackpool, mate. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that the potential's there. And if I could follow regulations and say, and I do think that the regulations in terms of storage would be different for home protection because it would be a handgun. It would be in a lockable box. Like a letterbox. Box, like you have it in the letterbox, yeah? Yeah, but it's a box that can fit in a drawer and you have to declare which room that drawer is going to be in. So by and the time, so, right, mate, you see, again, fuck's sake, you, you, this doesn't make sense. What you're saying about home protection does not make sense. Okay, so you get home invaded. You hear someone coming mm-hmm. to your house, yeah? Mm-hmm. You open, you know, by the time you faffle around with the drawer and the fucking locks, if they've got a gun, they're coming in there with intent straight away and they're coming up in your face, mate. You know, if especially especially if they know that you may have a, a gun. If, if I knew, if I was a burglar and I had a, uh, you know, an unlicensed gun, and I mm-hmm. went into someone's house, mm-hmm. when the laws that you say, like this new like gun-related crime, like having like a, the mm-hmm. ha- to, be- to defend your house, they're in there. If I knew, <coughs> I'd be more mm-hmm. concerned to rush up there and make sure they ain't got a gun. So I'd but run up there. Would you, be, would you be deterred more from actually committing a robbery? There's a potential that the person that you're going to rob has a license... And as a handgun, yeah. potentially but, in a drawer in the room that he's in when you break in. Mate, you and see, if you, and if you're breaking in late at night, he's going to be in his bedroom. What if the gun is in a drawer in his bedroom, and he comes and he's at the top of the stairs, he has high ground, and there's a potential that he could kill you while you're robbing his house. Obviously, there's criteria to be, to be met. Mitch, it has to be self-defense. Mitch, and it has to be. Yeah, then there's an investigation. You know, there's only one on yeah, one, and that opens huge. up more kind of works for the uh, for the metro, well, for the police departments, which we can get into another time on another. But conversation. the only other gun and firearms department. Well, that's fine, the mate. Let them do the let them do the work. Then. You know, let them earn their taxpayer money. That's fine. But let me just tell you why you say deterrent. You've seen Home Alone, mate. They were trying to rob the place, <laughs> and the kid didn't use a fucking gun. So, you know what Come I mean? On, There's, mate. Mate, it's a film. Uh, I'm messing, I'm, I'm messing, I'm messing with you. Of course point, I'm messing, mate. I think but... on, on the point of sport and on the point of we agree. accessibility to go into hunting and yeah. conservation, Low... I think you wouldn't have to pay people that manage land. You would be able to offer tags out of people buy the tags. And I think hunting would be a lot more accessible Boom. to totally middle agree. class and lower class people. Exa- exactly. Class people. Done. 
Put that to bed, um, mate. Put that to that's bed. That's brilliant. That, so you've already you've already convinced me, mate. Take the win. You know what I mean? We we've, we've met in the but middle. No, because my I'm not meeting in the middle on this one. Home protection needs to be a thing. If I if I am allowed to use a knife, it should be no different. Well, I mean, are you allowed to use a knife? Probably not. Fuck, you probably end up fuck, getting prison for using a knife anyway. But I want the, 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 the reasonable <laughs> assumption that there's a potential. If somebody breaks into my house, yeah. there's a handgun next to me yeah. that I can get to no. and, and and stop any sort of danger of anybody that I love yeah. to be killed. Fine. Potential, all potential, hypothetical. Right, Nitch, not going to agree on this one. I agree with you on the hunting <laughs> thing. No, 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 hear it Fair out. Enough. So, no, no, it's fine. I'm not. You can't convince me with it because I've, 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 I've met you. I've, I've given a little bit, but you're unwilling to give that little bit. You know, this is like yeah. the EU Brexit negotiations. <laughs> Fucking disaster. Yeah, I'm not moving. So, what mate. we'll I'm do, what we'll do, what we'll do. <laughs> Is for our listeners to decide if you think that Mitch's way is right, thumbs up. If you think my way, my way is right, bang a little heart next to episode three lot fence on our Twitter page, and we'll leave that as it is. As it is, yeah. Because that's, that, that, that's yeah. Because we're not. I'm not going to agree on it. So to sum up, thumbs up if you agree in home protection, having a gun as home protection. Heart mm-hmm. if you agree with ease hunting laws and no gun protection. Let us know what you think. Give us your opinions because we always want to hear more on the subject. Um, mm-hmm. Anything else to add, Mitch, before we take no, a quick... No, I think, genuinely, I think we could argue about this for a few days. Um, so it's probably a smart point to end it because I'm not going to budge on, on home protection at all. Uh, you're ridiculous. Um, you're ridiculous. <laughs> I would argue you're ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> fair play, fair play. Right, go, we're going to take a quick break then. Thank you very much, and we'll join you back with my next subject that I'm going to bring to Mitch. Hi, it's Paul from Looking Over the Fence. Just want to let you know that we need your opinions to make this show work. So to help support the podcast and move it forward, get your opinions in at our Twitter page, Lot Fence, L-O-T Fence. Look forward to hearing your opinions and chatting about them on the show. Cheers. Welcome back to Looking Over the Fence, episode three, uh, with me, Mitch. And me, Paul. And I believe Paul has a topic for me. Yes, I do. Um, Private education. Yes, it may get you a little bit um, interested because I'm going to ask you whether you think private education is yes or no. I'm going to give you my opinions, first of all. Actually, no. I think it'll be more interesting if you give your opinion. So I like bringing it straight away, and I'm going to hit you off the cusp straight away because yeah. actually I don't think private um, education should be a thing. I think that it just it creates a bigger divide in the classes, and we don't actually – if you have money to pay for a private education, you get it. You know. So why should rich people um, who are potentially dumb overcome smart people – who are potentially poor, why do they get that opportunity? Because they have money. They're entitled. Abolish it. Get rid of them. Right. Um, okay. Is private education better? You're asking me because I went to a private school, yeah? Well, I mean, you went to a private school. I went to a, a, a normal public school. I mean, it is... Is public? Yeah, public's the, the word, isn't it, for what for our school system? Yeah, pub, public's the right word. Yeah, public's the right word, but you said normal. So, no, so, it's, so you, yeah, yeah. no, but you see, you've already, you've already stepped, you, you've already stepped on my point, Mitch, because you've just said normal, which in deters that there's a difference between going to private school. Yeah. No, well, normal to me. <laughs> That's exactly it. Difference is that you come from an entitled background. Uh, see, I disagree. Um, Stonyhurst, for example, is the I think not not the nearest private school to me, um, but the nearest private school to me is Queggs, I think, in Blackburn. Um, Stonyhurst being my example, um, a lot of a lot of kids boarded. Um, they were afforded a lot better facilities. Um, it didn't necessarily mean their education was better than mine. Um, which, I mean, it's, it's an argument to be had over anything. Is is private better? I think the facilities at Stonyhurst, I just want to say, are absolutely unbelievable. We went there playing rugby. 
they were unbelievable facilities. It was like, honestly, the pitch was incredible. Uh, everything was pristine. The school's brilliant. The driveway is like a mile long, and it all looks super fantastic. Did you make fun of them? Uh, no, because they were too busy absolutely battering us. Um so there was no time really to make fun of them. So they, oh, so they were really good. Then. They absolutely, oh yeah, but they. I mean, they had the opportunity to train all the time. A lot of them boarded. Um, a lot of them actually were um, like students from abroad um, who boarded though. Yeah, my my school day when I was in private school. Yeah, my private school. Like I say, we'd have a we'd have, we'd start at eight thirty in the morning. Um, and then go uh, until uh, four o'clock, and then from four till six would be prep time, where you uh, like you do extracurricular activities that are all included, like music or rugby or anything. So you get all that, yeah, you do get that. But why should someone who like I didn't appreciate it? I didn't. Eat, I didn't look. I, I'm, I'm doing the same job as you. We're, we're in the same job together. I went to a private education, and you know, you know, my family paid lots of money for that. But it doesn't make me any better off. And someone who literally comes from anything that a council estate or any kind of struggling background should get the opportunity. So what I suggest is get rid of the private schools, include them in there, and on a grade point average compared to basically you get grades, you get if you do well, you get access like we have at the moment for universities. But it's for available with no, you know, you don't have to pay to go to these schools. So if you work and you prove that you can, you benefit, you will benefit society by going to this school, you go there for free. It's included. Yeah, but we've just explained that the, the education at those schools isn't necessarily better. So why would you? Because it will focus on your more curriculum activities. So like you say, the facilities, if you want to be a scientist, there's more laboratories, there's more equipment to be used. If you want to be a sports player, if you show really well at sport, you should get access to them facilities because you are going to benefit by playing for England and beating them. Do you not, do you not already have that, by the way, of scholarship? Yeah, but that doesn't pay for everything, mate. We're talking scholarship is a reduction. No, no, yeah, no, I'm not saying it is. I mean, in some cases, you can get fully funded scholarships. Rare, few... Few and far between, mate. Few and far between. Uh, in some cases, you, you don't. Now, yeah, but so are professional football players. So are professional rugby players. They're very few and far between. The, the next Bach and the next, you know, the next Da Vinci's, the, 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 the few and far between. Why should they? They should be able to get a fully funded scholarship. My experience of, I, I completely disagree, by the way, with fully funded scholarships. Um my experience of somebody who went to a private school on a fully funded scholarship, they actually got um, bullied quite badly because their parents didn't have the money. Um, and that's why they ended up on a fully funded scholarship. That's exactly right. So that, 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 there we go. There you go. Mate, why would you tell me that? It just lets me, gives me an opportunity just to kick you. But it's, but it's not. I mean, I think if, if you have, if you have worked, or if you have, come into a lot of money if you've worked really hard you've got really really lucky you've grafted or you've you've come up with something that has immeasurably helped this the, the society that we live in in terms of you've made yourself multi-millions and you can afford to send your child off to private school um and board them in seven days a week so you never have to deal with them then you should have that you should have that opportunity, absolutely. It's freedom of choice. It's, it's why it's there. Um, <clears throat> so you have kids to send them off to a boarding school. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, they are. But, you know, it's, 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 it, it creates that coldness, Mitch. It creates you being cold. It's a cold place to be in a private school. You don't feel love. You just feel facts. They don't take care of you. That's why the MPs don't give a shit about us. I, I'm just going into this because... Did you know that at the moment, 29% of our MPs went to private school? That actually, in affiliation, represents 7.2% of our population. Ridiculous, mate. MPs go to private school. 20 PMs went to Eton. What the fudge, honestly? Well, I would, I would argue then that that isn't a failure. Uh, of rep- that isn't a failure of representation. Even I mean, even though it it's unfair representation of the of the population. I think that is an unfair education system because politics isn't taught 
in public schools. Exactly. Politics is, and and that, but that's not a failure of of a private school system. Not at all. If anything, it's quite the opposite because they have they have the facilities and they have the ability to go into subjects that are completely different to the curriculum that's taught in public schools. I think there should be, and I think that's why they brought out academies. I think if there was a public, say, politics academy, then they're brilliant. Yeah, fantastic. Send your kids over there if they want to be politicians. But what what kid knows he wants to be a politician? They aren't there. But I find I find it absolutely bizarre to say that these these kids, the 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 parents are extremely extremely wealthy. They'll all be sent to the same school, whether it's public or private. So your your argument in terms of a division in classes from the from the very get go, it's going to be there anyway because all the kids that are from a lot of money and from a lot of wealth, their parents are going to send all those kids to the same school. Is what I find is my my opinion anyway. They might not be smart enough to get into that school, mate. You see what I mean? So they get to re- they get to really see where they are in the society's pecking order. So yeah, but, but where do you... okay? So where do you start this testing then? Do you start it at nursery? What if a kid can't afford to go to nursery? You start it at the end of, of primary school, but by that time, you know, all all the kids that have come from wealth have already been sent to the same primary school, and potentially there haven't been enough places for a child that's come from, coming from a working-class family. Starts from secondary school. There's no need for a private education from one to six. It's just completely... No, but, no, but what you're, from your your sort of dynamic, where there's no, no more private schools, you get graded and you get allowed to go into a school based on your grades. If you start that at secondary school, you're too late. No, you start no, you start that year six. After year six exams, you're SATs. So year six exams, you're sat, but by that time it's too late. Why is it too late? Because because all, all the children that have come from wealth yeah. and come from a lot of money yeah. have already been sent to, in my opinion, have been sent to where? would have already been sent to the same private schools, the same primary school. The same primary school as what? As everyone else? No, no, no. It's all the other kids that have come from a wealthy family, whether it's a public school or a private school. No, no, no. So, so no, it doesn't know. So private schools are gone. Private school, primary schools, private school. Secondary school's gone. Yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, I get that. What I'm saying is, if 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 you're a wealthy family, where do you live? Right, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. But it's still, it doesn't matter. It's still the same education that they're going to get at any school. Yeah, but it's the same anyway because private schools are no better. Um, private schools are no better. Sorry, go again. Private schools give you no better education. It's the same. It's the same level of education. Yeah. So why why do you need them? No need to need them. But then they, you, you take them resources. Because you give, you give the choice. Why, why, why would you? <clears throat> At the minute, public schools, it's all taxpayer money. Yeah. Private schools, I mean, I, I guess there's going to be some tax taxpayer funding in that. But you pay tuition fees. You pay boarding fees. You pay you pay to send your child there. Yeah. And that's why they have the better facilities. And that does not mean in any way that the teachers are better that the education that that child is going to get is better. Now, if you want to test at year six exams for a no private school system, you have already had a group of children that have come from wealthy families be sent to the same primary school based on a catchment area because that's where they all live. That's where all a wealthy family will, will choose to live in an area, potentially, obviously this is very broad strokes here, that live together. You won't find a, a, a wealthy family of millionaires living in a council estate in Preston, is my my opinion. So a primary school catchment area instantly then means that 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 primary school is going to be is going to be the choice. It's going to be the choice for wealthy families to send their children. To. Yeah, fine, I get that. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, no, they're not necessarily going to invest, mate, because it's taxpayer money because the private schools don't exist. But what I'm saying is. How that class divide that you're talking about? How does that? How does your no primary private school system get rid of that? Because this primary school, like in obviously in broad strokes, that already has a massive amount of kids that have come from a wealthy family been sent to, they already get that divide because there aren't any kids from a working class family being sent to this private being sent to this primary school. It's going to have a lot of investing from the rich. Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying that. 
Yeah, ones, yeah, I get it. So they basically they said that wealthy area has a primary school and all the wealthy people invest in that primary school to give that. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Right, fine, fine. And then at the second, yeah, but then at the secondary school level, when these children that have gone to the same primary school, even though it is public, they've all gone to the same primary school, they're all coming from wealth and they understand that they, they have money and they have wealth. Whereas there's a child from a primary school, he lives in a working class area, grew up in a council estate in Preston, but got really good grades and worked really hard to achieve those grades. They got, he got accepted into a school where one of the wealthy kids got accepted into, and they both went to that school. There is already a divide there because that child at year seven will know because his uniform will be the right size, and his ah, uh, you see, you're just focusing on the divide, and it doesn't need to exist, mate. I just don't see the you know. There's always going to be that divide, but it doesn't matter. You just get if you get good grades, you get to go and become something and better society and better human humanity. You should. I don't think you're going to ever get rid of the. I don't think you're ever going to get rid of the class divide by getting rid of private schools. So I don't know if that's the reason why you want to get rid of private schools. The other thing, the other thing that I want to bring in there is if a family from wealth decide because they all because dad went to a private school and found it a brilliant experience and really enjoyed it. Mum went to a private school, had a brilliant experience, really enjoyed it. All girls' school, absolutely loved it. And then a system comes out where there isn't private schools anymore. They're going to choose to homeschool their child and pay for tutorage. Ah, because there's a hamley down. Yeah, but you're right. You're wrong. So they, they, these, this is where it, this is where it gets interesting, Mitch. Is because once you've done your year six exams and you've passed it on, you've been going to your tough school with all your rich tough friends. That's fine. You know. You know what I mean? It's you're good to go. But then you do your exams. They're, this is where it's a bit like more left. I don't know where it is, where I stand left or right on this. I feel like actually maybe what's separating children and based on their academics. So yeah, they may be friends in year six, but you know, Jimmy, you're a bit stupid and Pia, you're actually really smart. So Pia, you're going to go to this school and you're going to go to this school. You know what I mean? So I can see where you're coming from. Like, I mean, why not? Why not? Because if there is a class divide, they're going to see, Oh, it's not a private school. It's just a public school. In the same way, so that's that's the main reason why you want to abolish private schools. Right. Well, I think genuinely, mate, I think genuinely, mate, I'm not going to budge on that at all. I completely disagree with you. I think, one, I, th I completely disagree with you. I think private schools have to be a thing because you're never going to get rid of the class divide by getting rid of private schools, so it's pointless doing it. And I think, as well, if you have, like I said, if you've worked really, really hard or got really, really lucky and come into a lot of money, you should be able to make the choice. Whilst you, you, Only you can parent your child. And if you think private school education is better for your child, then send your child to a private school. It's as simple as that. Just the same as if you think a public education is better for your child, then you're going to send your child to a public school. Now, all you're doing is saying, if you don't think a public school is good for your child then you're gonna to have to homeschool because there's no more private schools um yeah would they i don't i don't know hey how much is childcare while you're working mate i pay out of my wages each month 750 pound to go to work for my children to be looked after don't even get me fucking started on this austerity government how much is private school? Private school is in London, in in the areas of London. Well, in Devon. Come on, what's the nearest private school to you? Yeah, it's about four grand a term. Four grand a term being what? Three months. That's six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's twelve grand a year. That's twelve grand a year. Twelve grand a year. That's 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 after tax. Like you, so you get your money after tax, and then you pay twelve. Twelve grand a year. Hey, all I'm saying is you're paying nine grand just on childcare alone. You may as well ship them off to a boarding school, mate. You left me a bit speechless there, Mitch. Uh, I have to do the maths on there. Did you just check? 750 quid a month for 12 months. Yeah. You're looking, what? 7,500 plus another 750 quid, making 825. And then you plus another 750 quid, it's nine grand. You're only paying three, three grand less to send your child to a public school 
and work. Oh, Mitch. Yeah, fuck it. You fine, whatever. You can you can poke holes in how much it costs, and but private school creates rich, divided, upper class asshole twats who think they're better than other people. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When they shouldn't be. Yeah, that's exactly right, mate. Uh, I I don't don't you, you don't trip me. I don't think that, but I mean that's generally what the mentality is between these people. They the people who go there with money become bad they have their entitlement you know education should be about human progression not about how much money you have oh i mean mate i I played a lot of rugby with lads who went to private school and some of the nicest lads some of the nicest lads that i i don't think for a second thought like that at all mitch it's just my dream of like getting rid of anything that just can be nationalized and can be taken care of by you know everyone gets the same opportunities it's my dream of that we're gonna have to do a special on whether this cap because I'm, I'm getting a lot of vibes that you're really big on this capitalism i mean even though you folded in your first episode with keir starmer joining us um you know what i mean about the nationalizing the energy companies but the more i'm talking to you the more i'm yeah. realizing that yeah. actually yeah i may say some right-wing things but i i generally want everyone to have equal equality and I want everyone to have a thing. I think, I think we do. No, what you think? Yeah, yeah. I think everything's equal at the minute. I think equal opportunity is what everyone has. It's not equal opportunity, it's not equal mate. Results. It's not equal opportunity because if you're born into wealth, you know what I mean. You've already got. You've already got that opportunity. You know. You have the same. You have the same opportunity. To yeah, but you know, you've already got to start up the ladder, mate. You don't even need to, you know, we, we, mm. this, this is going to go into a bit more of a deeper conversation, I believe, mate. I think, <laughs> yeah, before I digress, I think we're, we're not going to budge. We've covered gun laws where you sort of stood on my fence for a minute. You're about to jump and then I come out with home protection and you <laughs> yeah, yourself back off. And then getting rid of private schools, yay or nay, my final word is nay. Final word is nay. I'm still saying it. I'm not agreeing with you on that because I just want to get rid of them because it creates the dividing class. You're not going to come over my side of the fence. I'd love, I'd love to hear from from private school from people who went to private school. Was, was do you think your education was better? Do you think obviously the facilities were better? Um, do you think you would have benefited from going to a public school? And same the other way around. If you went to public school and you've listened to this podcast, let us know if you think you would have benefited more from going to a private school. Or if you had friends that went to private school, what were your opinions on them? Do you think, you know, there was any sort of a divide based on education? Um, yeah, let us know if you if you if you've listened. Yeah, private schools over public schools. Let us know. Thumbs up for private over public, or for all being the same. Give us a heart. Let us know what you're thinking, because that is what is going to make yep. this show Brilliant. go on. Anyway, Mitch, thank you very much for your exactly. time today, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. Mate, the the blood's the blood's flowing at the minute. I feel like I need I feel like I need to get off and have an argument with someone <laughs> and win some for a change. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we, we we yeah. Well, it's all about meeting in the middle, my friend. And I think we've done this. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to our show, Looking Over the Fence, Episode Three. I'm Paul. I'm Mitch. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm.